Welcome back to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Connolly. Hello. And Tara Connolly. Hi. And we dove all the way back to 1991 in Japan, July to be specific, when this tape was recorded, to listen to Mon Brie, Portuguese Man of War. I think I said that right. It's French and Damn, I don't know that language. Mon de Puy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Tara is go. definitely going to, it's going to sound much better when Tara says it. I'm going to say it like I've always said it, just horribly butchering I it. like that even so better. So I apologize up front to everybody. Um, oh my God. I mean, you know, if you listen to the uh, the Road Rash episodes, you know that Tara and I did listen to this on tour. And so it was just prime and ready for us to do an episode about it. And oh my God, this listening was the best Yet, so. It was it was intense, honestly. It's an intense it was, oh, release. It is so incredible. Landmark noise from the early Japanese noise from the early nineties, yes. like really just a, a full powerhouse. But as always, oh yeah. Before we get into our discussion of Shohai Iwasaki's noise, what have you guys been listening to? Well, we've uh, also been hanging out in Japan uh, for much of our recent listening. Uh, one of the CDs that we've had on is Incapacitance, Quietus, uh, just a fantastic, perfect Incapacitance CD with another uh, one, uh, as, as they are the title masters for noise. One of my favorite titles in that one, no risk, no reward. Oh, I uh, love that title. <laughs> I'm pretty it. sure it's okay. true. Yeah, also. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, Incapacitance, we know them, we love them. Uh, it's, it's always good. It's never a bad time to listen to incapacitance. Um, someone else we've been completely obsessed with this week has been Soulmania. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, it, we've been listening to a lot of Soulmania. The trembling tongues CD has been, uh, one of the standouts, uh, just so, so unique, uh, in his approach. I mean, you know, that crazy guitar, his, his art is so you know he he obviously designs the alchemy CDs so you 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 certainly know his design but his own art is it's so strange it's it's, so it's really odd and unexpected yeah I, mean, I love it I love yellow yellow yeah, is my favorite yeah, that color great yellow back and then like the yeah totally and like a crazy like hypnotizing spiral in the middle and uh, the thing we kept laughing about like I can never get the insert out of CDs like I have a physical problem with it I, I always tear them I'm afraid I'm gonna rip it can't dude, confirm dude I, she's the worst I, and no, I can't she is put serious. them back in it's she's terrible she's the worst if I'm she's, incapable of doing she it puts the, she puts it back in and at least one of the four like teeth on the CD thing is 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 How do you is like get it out messing it up, ripping that little spine out. Anyway, Solmania's was perfect. I got it in every time, which is like right in so the. So she said his design, everything oh, about it, his packaging, just love it. And that one has the great like weird. Oh yeah, it's the clear on the back, so you can see through. Like he has lots of interesting design elements, and also like um, it's just like even borderline tacky. You know, it's like it's like wearing um, you know fire pants like with, with right, pictures I mean, because of the color pants yeah. the colors are very it's very bold and yeah. it's very like graphic yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and again it's just so unique you know to him which is what's so great and you know the great titles very classic rock um you know uh referenced you know titles sunshine overdose you know like it, it, it's just it was great 
Yeah, he, we're very, very obsessed with Soul Just real quick, your favorite color is yellow? I love yellow. This is news to me. <laughs> Tara, I know, I don't show it outwardly. Tara is a big fan of the color yellow. I have, I, I have not been knowing we, about we this. Have, we have a lot of yellow towels uh, mm-hmm. in, in, our, in our place. We have... Um, Shows ye- how often the Connellys invite me over. Yes. <laughs> yellow um, uh, cups and plates. Yeah, I guess I don't express it. At one point in the early 2000s, I dyed everything I owned yellow and just wore yellow and black exclusively. And you may not have noticed. Well, with you, though, it could have easily been like when you say exclusively, it could have been for like two weeks. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? And then so it could have been a two week period. But yellow has no, yeah. You, I, I would color. say your cl- clothing wise, it, you, it's not like you represent yellow. It's difficult. I drink a lot of coffee and I'm clumsy. Yeah, I spill. It's yeah. not, no, we it's, have some, it's we not have a clumsy some, lady's color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the back of the trembling tongue CD is just perfect for you. Is it's, that yellow? It, it's perfection. Bright, I love it. Bright, I love it. loud, so pleasing. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so that's been uh, uh, those. That's been something we've been listening to a and lot. And then my week. newest, our newest, greatest discovery. Well, so you were listening to Richard Ramirez, deconstructed hand device. Yes, CD on well, deadline. Actually, Mike was listening. He left it in the CD player, and he was like, "Hey, just hit play when you get home. It's really, really good. You're gonna love this, Richard Ramirez." And I was like, "Perfect." So then I got home. I turned it on. I was like cleaning up and just you know just doing and it stuff. Is per- it is perfect. Yeah, right? it was perfect. It, it is. Absolutely yes. perfect noise. Perfect mid-90s noise. Richard Ramirez, one of the masters, cannot wait to see him uh, in a couple weeks in New York. Yeah, so, yeah, I, so I was then, just like, yeah, yeah, I listened to it in the morning when you weren't there. I knew, I left it there. It was like, just hit play when you get home. You're going to love it. So then when it was over, I was like, oh, I'm just going to throw on Lana Del Rey, mix on my phone. Heck you know, yeah. use the portable speaker, and then that starts playing, and I was like, why does this sound better than normal? And I was like, God, I'm so into this mix. Like I made this mix on the road. It is really good. And then I realized that Richard Ramirez was playing underneath it, but like at half volume. And so everything just sounded really noisy and like isolating. And it's like my new favorite style of music. So I actually I, yeah. witnessed this realization <laughs> via our, uh, our group text. Yes. I'm listening to Lana Dory. Oh, and Richard Ramirez at the same time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> this yeah, sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. So Richard Ramirez, Lana Del Rey collab. Uh, let's make this. It's, let's this mashup is like the best mashup ever. Yes. I was like running around making videos like, Mike, you don't understand how good it is. He was like, I get it. It's good. It's she, good. No, she made an amazing. She had it on when I came home. She had Richard Ramirez and Lana Del Rey playing when I got home together. It was amazing. She took videos of it. They I, should only be played together. I think... <laughs> they should only be played. You, you gotta turn one up really loud and then one down, and then you just like you know let it let, you know let it give it give and take. I feel like there's a handful of listeners out there who are going to try this. I I know for a fact there's a handful of Lana Del Rey fans uh, who are also there, listeners. Yeah, you can count them on so. one hand. The, the, uh, that like maybe both, two, but that's maybe okay. Two, maybe two. <laughs> oh, Becca, uh, Becca Diamond. <laughs> I'm gonna make Becca Diamond a mix and <laughs> send you, it to her. She will go. love it. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to Becca. Can't wait to see you in New York. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's been, that's kind of been our recent listening adventures this week. Gray, 
Oh, that's, what about, that's what about you guys listening to this? Well, week? no, I mean, you know, I, yep, that's, I think I, I feel it. like that, but I feel like that was, I feel like I want to get to your list. You, <laughs> I will, let's just say this Gray's list is printed out. So I feel like let's just go ahead and get to your list. Oh, um, all right. It all has right. an air of authority. We actually did have some repeat recent listening. So that is why I left some of those off. I have a repeat on here, but it's something you listed last week that I'm talking about. Okay. This week. <laughs> Our repeat is Oh, Wired Trap. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, that's fine. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my repeat is uh, that I grabbed that Orphix 0102 disc oh, and the lights so out. Good. And there's oh. like two tracks with rhythms on it. It's even less rhythmic and focused than the, and it's just awesome sound design, dark ambient noise. Yeah. It's so noisy. It's um, so good. So shout out to that killer Orphix double disc. Heck yes. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I listened to a couple friends of mine. There's a new compact disc out by Aaron Dilloway and John Weiss, who we've had John on the show, of course, and we'll have Dilloway on the show whenever uh, whenever he gets over here. For sure. Get over here, Dilloway. Sniper, Counter Sniper CD on Hanson. Looks beautiful, black, white, with a gold foil printing. 100 copies come with a coin of the images it's so on good. the cover. I love it. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And it's just, I think a lot of it was uh, 2010 and 2017. There's a couple earlier tracks, but it's collab stuff they've recorded over the years, slapped on a CD. It is nasty. It is exactly what you expect from those two. Like, just just good stuff. So, highly recommend it. Uh, I finally tracked myself down a copy of the Taint Condom Smellin' Quim 3CD box set on oh. Redstream. Perversion at all costs. At all costs. And I listened to every single disc in a row. Understandably. <laughs> uh, starting with Condom, The Beautiful, and then Smellin' Quim, which is called Oral, and <laughs> then the Taint disc, Perverse. Perfect. It looks good too. Oh yeah, it, it's it looks dark. It looks it's a grundy looking thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Feel, it feels uh maximum feels a grundy. Uh, I kind of beefed up the packaging a bit because it's a little flimsy. So <laughs> Did a, little, a little rework on it, re resleeve those discs. You just made them tear it proof. I'll never get to listen to it now. <laughs> uh, but just these discs are only available in this set. I think there were a handful that were sold outside of it, uh, extras they had or whatever. But. I borrowed this from a buddy like in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I have always wanted it. And uh, so I got it, and I'm stoked. Heck yes. I know this is one that's, uh, yes, this is a big, the this is a big want for us, and uh, we will. it will be in our in our grubby mitts someday. But Greg got it, and that's, you, you know what? Hear it anytime by, you want. By proxy, it's like we have yeah. it. Hmm. And uh, Taint, you know, Keith, uh, he also does Mania, and he... Uh, Recently had a, a medical diagnosis that's not too fantastic, and so he's got a band camp up at manianoise13.bandcamp.com, so that's the words mania, noise, and then the number 13.bandcamp.com, and if you want to uh, help give Keith some funds to cover some medical bills, please uh, please do. Absolutely. Yeah, please absolutely support. You know, we, we certainly are going to have to do a uh, an episode, you know, at some point here. Oh, yeah. One, one of my earliest contacts in the noise thing, like mailing cash to taint, was uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely, a, ba a formative experience in my in my noise life. Still have a. He would always write like a little note on the envelope you sent him the money in, and it would stick it back in the package. I think it's how he kept track of your address too, oh, his cool. return address. So oh, I still great. have some of those stuck in records I got from him. Oh, that's so sick. Uh, but this one, I mean, taint's just. 
uh, uh, these three CDs are awesome and some fantastic work by these fans. So uh, highly recommended perversion at all costs. But let kindly get a copy first, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I threw on a Macronympha intensive care. Oh. We were texting about this. Oh. You guys. Know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Boy. I think, man. Oh, the, I will say that we that was also in our recent listening, and but I saw it was on your list. So yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, because we were talking about it. You can't listen to it without us listening to it, too. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, oh, you're listening to it, we're obviously <laughs> oh, going to have to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just fantastic. Yes. That's a fantastic It's record. intense. Yes. Great sound sources, great editing, super powerful. Captures the feel to me of... Uh, uh, it, this is one of those releases where like people are like I really like noise live and not as much on record. You know, uh, I hear that from people sometimes. This is one of those records to me that really uh, encapsulates it. Sound it feels like a live noise performance when you're listening to it. I get as excited hearing it as I do hearing it by myself alone in my house as right. I do listening. Or, you know, being at a noise show. Oh man, so it is. I think that's powerful. It's an incredibly mm-hmm. powerful one. Uh, yeah, there's really well, there's so much to say about that. I would imagine that we're probably going to, you know, say a lot about it. We'll say a whole lot soon. I think so. I think, I so. think so, maybe. Uh, and after that, I threw on uh, Macronympha Heavy Weird, a uh, tape that came out in 2010 on uh, some iteration of Mother Savage. And it's uh, recorded in 92 in Columbus live stuff, some live stuff and some just like weird abstract stuff, I think. Uh, the live stuff is recorded by Hiroshi Hasegawa, so that must have been like a CCCC when they were on tour. When they did those shows. Yeah. Oh wow, cool! And uh, it's really good. It's a really really cool thing. Listen to that uh, just the other night. Uh, you know what was great is the uh, the macro uh, footage on the Pain Factory DVD set. Have you watched that one yet? I don't remember it. It's it's it, it's it's the the cameras like set up like on the back of the stage kind of so like you're it's it's like the cameras like on stage and like Romer's you basically like Romer's like the person you see the least like his like back is to the camera and he's kind of facing the wall and he's playing and I believe I think Roger's in it and I believe Liz but there's someone else in it too there's a fourth person that I wasn't 100 percent sure who it was. But it's just like, and it seems like it's at some like just club or whatever, and it's just it's just raw and nasty. I'm and, gonna throw that on and pure macro, yeah, yeah, pain factory. Well, speaking of pain, uh oh, I got myself in a little pain this week too. Oh yeah, yeah. My, so one might even say a gallon of pain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I listened to, uh, well, it took me a minute actually, but I listened to Pain Jerk. Gallon Gravy. Yes. Bow down, worship. Of course. Going to see him in December here. Cannot wait. I saw him last time he was in the States, as you guys yeah, did, of course too. Did. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, excited to see Pain Jerk again. But uh, I say it took a minute because this CD would not play in two of the four CD players I have access <laughs> to, or CD playing devices I have access to in my house. And we were just talking about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But this and is because this, this, this is a pro pressed proper CD. Yeah. It's not a CDR or anything. I tried it in. Uh, I have intense. two. I have a Blu-ray player and a DVD player in my living room. They're separate things because the DVD player has a VCR in it. Whole, you guys don't need to know all that. Stuff. <laughs> uh, I tried it in both in the Blu-ray player. The timer showed and it counted down, but there was no audio coming out <laughs> at all. Extreme. The DVD player, which normally plays CDs just fine, uh, said no disc. The like three times <laughs> I tried to put it in. So I set up another CD player here in the studio and I listened to uh, CDs in here while I'm working on stuff and it played fantastically awesome. in here. 
and then I took it to my car and it <laughs> sounds really good in my car. <laughs> <laughs> it is so, it's such an insane CD. This is a top tier noise CD. Yes. Yeah. And, th- and just especially those 90s, that mastering those 90s noise CDs when they were just I like, all right. I think that's why it won't no, play yeah, in 100%. those things is because it's, it's so like, heavy. So loud that it's, yeah. it's silence. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. It's like how all the colors and light make it white. Yeah, exactly. It's so right. loud that it becomes silent. Yeah. Then uh, I was doing some work, so this was like some definite background vibe, but uh, premature ejaculations estimating the time of death. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And I, we're going to have to do a premature ejaculation. For sure, 100%. Episode, yes. uh, American noise from the 90s that's just that not wouldn't have been out of place on Slaughter Productions in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Like, so, so morbid and creepy and... Really good. We are definitely excited to do that. Uh, and then one more disc. Sorry, guys. No, no, no. Don't ever. What's that last disc? What is that last disc? MSBR Collabo oh. Destructivist. So mm. sick. I hadn't listened to it in a while. And, you know, it's uh, it's only collaborations right. on this disc. So it's Kojitano with Joe Colley, Crawl Unit, who we, of course, did an entire episode about. And, of yes. course, MSBR. Basic Noise. And Daniel Menchi, who is 100% on our list to do an episode about. For sure. <laughs> well, we talk about yet. him enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, again, one, you know, one of my favorites and a very so big good. inspiration, especially in like my early years of making noise. Menchi was just like, couldn't even imagine how he made those sounds. I love it. Uh, so this is that. This is those three reworking or collaborating with Koji uh, on a disc. It's a really great disc. It's The label is out of Renton, Washington. Weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I know where Renton is because I grew up in suburbs in Washington. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, I jumped off a bridge in Renton. Like, like over water. Into, 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 yeah, into a river. <laughs> okay, into a river. That's like, great. That could have gone real train tresses. That could have gone dark. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This is all. This is all fun. Uh, yeah. What, did she? But you don't know who you don't. You I, never. No, like, I, don't, I have no idea who runs this label. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Yeah. Hey, Renton, Washington. What's up? What's up with the scene there? <laughs> it's, uh, it's such a cool thing. That is so cool. And it looks, it's a good looking disc, like a white disc with some weird like gold uh, geometric donut thing on it. And the printing is in uh, like a gold metallic Pantone. So the, over like a photo of some, I don't know, machinery. So you really can't read the text unless you get it at the right angle. Right. I love it. So noise. Okay. That's so it awesome. for my recent listening. Hey, I'm awesome. S- sorry, if you hate this much recent listening, uh, then I'm sorry. I'm pr- I listen to a lot of noise. I love it. Yeah, no, I love it. I think it's, you know, hey, we're just talking about noise. There's Guys, just talking about noise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm home alone a lot during the day, so it's just like, what am I going to do? I'm going to put on some noise CDs. Yeah, obviously. Or tapes. Mostly CDs. Yeah. Well, today, though, we listened to a tape. We did, you know, and it's funny. And Gray's home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also true. In front of us, I have... The Mombri CDs as well. Yeah. Um, but this first one just seemed like the right entry point to talk about Shahi's work. I agree. This is, I mean, yes, 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 was the first words that came to my head the second play was hit. Oh, it just starts burning yes. immediately. It's, this is, it's a half hour. So it's one, it's, it's one side. I almost feel a little cheated because I want more. You just want more. Yes. And this is, so this is on Vanilla Records, 1991. Vanilla also, of course, responsible for Masana Shinsen Na Clitoris, 
uh, Mersbau Artificial Invagination 3 inch, so many classic noise releases. There's something really, really special about this tape. Um, this is, of course, his first release. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's. I think Tara, when we listened to it on tour, I think she was saying this is primordial. I think that was the word she kept using. And I I think that's a perfect word for this. This is primordial. This is the sound before sound. This is the sound before time. This is the sound of the oceans and the earth. Yeah. And, oh, man. It, it is assaulting violence, uh, but but without any malice. Wow! Yes, that's. I mean, I, pretty, I think we that's a pretty just, incredible way to. We of should just it. see, just say what Mikawa said about it. So there's liner notes um, from the selected Noise Works CD, which we learned uh, from an interview in Banana Fish Twelve was a reference to FX Twins' selected Ambient Works eighty five to ninety two, <laughs> which is. So, I mean, of course, we obviously, love. we all love well, that. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and I never... I bought I, it in high school. I, st I still uh, have my course. CD copy. I love it. Uh, when I when I was an Uber driver for about two years... In uh, Detroit. In Detroit, it yeah. was one of the main uh, albums I played. Yeah. And people were always like, this is so great. Um, but so, I, nev I never put it together that, that it would have been a reference to that. <laughs> it like makes sense because no, it's, really it's, it's yeah, like yeah. selected noise works 93 to 94. <laughs> but it, it, you wouldn't think that it... But in this interview, he also talks about uh, how much he loves techno and ambient well, yeah, music. Yeah, and, and it totally makes sense. And by the way, shout out to... Jason Soliday. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, thank you. The Connellys and myself have seemed to have misplaced our copy of Banana Fish 12. Yes. And so we had to reach out to uh, some friends to get us this, and Jason scanned this up for us so we could do this episode. So, Jason Soliday, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Check out cranksatory.bandcamp.com. Here's some of Jason's music. But um, but so in the liner notes for, for the CD, which was written by uh, uh, Mikawa in Capacitance, um, uh, a, they're amazing liner notes and and super insightful. So Makawa says, the sound of the cassette is like small noise particles attacking the listener's bodies relentlessly without interruption. <laughs> I mean, there you go. It's absolutely true. It is 100% relentless. Like, when you're like, I want more, I was like, I don't know if I can take more. Like, <laughs> it's so intense. Like, uh you don't get a reprieve. You don't get anything to hang on to. There's not like that, you know, small moment where you can like see the space in between sounds. Like it is just a an overwhelming, overwashing tide of noise. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, this is written much later in my notes, but I have constant assault written down, and oh. also stinging, throbbing, itching, and burning. Yes, this is a <laughs> this tape is a jellyfish sting. Yes. These this is this tape is what it sounds like when you are stung by a Portuguese man of war. Yeah, so Portuguese man of war is a jellyfish, and of the is the uh, the poisonous variety, right? Yes, and and and, it, and that is what the cover is. It's is it is the Portuguese man of oh, war. Yeah. And again, there's sometimes you know the 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 you you want to see stuff something offset you know with the title and the and the and the artwork and something like that but sometimes just the 
exact thing works where the title of the tape is Portuguese man of war and the cover is a picture of a Portuguese man of war. And it's just one of those instances where it's like, that's perfect. Yeah, it's just it's just perfect. And speaking and of illus- Tara's favorite color, oh, oh it yeah, looks oh, so good. Go. I love it. Yellow, it's yellow paper, and black, clear tape. Yeah, this is <laughs> this tape is dressed like Tara in her yellow and black face. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and and it has a Portuguese man of war on it, which I absolutely adore. Um, not sure that's a true jellyfish. It is a siphonophore. Uh, it's not a single organism. It's made up of smaller little organisms that comprise a larger one. Uh, it can be many, many feet long of just like stinging cells as it floats on its gas sack in the ocean, just waiting to like bump into something, sizzle it, and then, you know, kind of recoil and drag it up to its, you know, little cells that dissolve uh, fishes and other jellyfish. Tara, you have a pretty incredible story about actual Portuguese man of war, the actual jellyfish well i keep saying jellyfish but i mean they look like jellyfish okay. so we can call them jellyfish but, it's okay. uh and, and, it, and, it, and it's um related to your your grandfather so yeah. what why don't you go ahead and just tell the story okay so the reason that i initially started liking portuguese man of war as a small child was because my papa which is what i'm from kentucky that's what we call our grandfathers so my papa was in world war ii um he joined it when he was 14 years old to get out of Kentucky. For, forged his birth certificate, forged, right? Forged his birth certificate, joined the Navy, and then ended up on a um, an escort for a destroyer. And so that was one of his first stations, um, was on the Scroggins, was the name of it. Uh, and so he and a lot of other young men were um, destroyer escorts. And when he was on the Scroggins, uh, they had a day off. And so it was really nice out and they were out in the ocean and the guys thought they would go for a swim. And so Papa says they just, you know, stripped down to the little skivvies and one man decided to jump in. And as soon as he jumped in, he started screaming and nobody could tell um, what was happening. And they thought it would be sharks or something else attacking him. And then it turns out there had been a bloom of manowar jellyfish. So they can swarm sometimes just depending on currents because they can't actually swim. So there were so many of them in the ocean that he was getting caught up in their tentacles and they basically dragged him under, um, stinging him. Ugh. And so he was saying that that was like, that's when he learned that the ocean was dangerous. So like in his first, you know, stint of time away from Kentucky, uh, you know, he just sees a guy jump in the ocean and and sink down screaming. And so it gained... Respect for the Portuguese man of war. He taught me to respect the ocean for that reason. Um, but I always thought it was a crazy story and I had to know more about these things. Wow. Ouch. That is yeah, right. That's insane. Wow. We're going to talk more about jellyfish in a special Patreon episode since Tara seems to know a lot more about jellyfish than I do. I Absolutely. Wish I, you can always know more about jellyfish. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can. It's true. You can. Nadera, uh, all of those guys. You so could really know more. Patreon subscribers look forward to that one. Definitely. <laughs> um, but wow. I mean, what a, this, yeah, the, you know, it's a half hour long. There's, it's, it's the side long. There's no breaks. There's no, there's no letting up. And yes, it's, it's kind of that thing. And, and I think I, I may have mentioned this. This is, I described this on the, on the, the road rash episode, but it is that thing where the, you know, the, when you 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 look at it from out from 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 afar, it's kind of this one thing. But as you keep kind of going in on it like a microscope, 
I mean, things are happening every single second. There's something new happening every single yeah, second. Yeah, and it, and it morphs in that way that's so subtle. But, like, when you look at it from afar, it feels like this one kind of large thing. You know what I mean? No, there's these shards, uh, small shards everywhere. It's in constant movement. There's several layers of stuff going on here. Really expert panning, like... The stereo field it's will be crazy. completely different, and sometimes it'll collapse down to one thing, and then you'll notice that the one channel is just changing a little bit or has, like, there's some vocals. There's some sort of, yeah. like, Masana-esque oh, yeah. vocals, but not quite not quite that same style, but you yeah. definitely get some, like, wild vocals coming in, a lot, especially a lot in the right channel, I noticed, well, more so than the left. When we were listening to it, I noticed, we, I, I kind of glanced over at you, and you were kind of, like, pointing at the speakers, like, you're like, <laughs> this, and then this, and over here, and this is over here, and this, like, what the, like, and it just, it is, it gives you that kind of, like, oh my god, like, this is so It's insane. the best when Gray's trying to figure it out, like, yeah. what is he doing? Yeah. I, <laughs> the, the very last line in my notes just says, use more wah. <laughs> just in general. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things, actually, uh, and I was thinking about this while we were listening to it is you know like seeing uh msbr and government alpha live and like they both had wah pedals right and listening to the japanese stuff a lot you hear a lot of masana i mean uh, uh, well, masana for sure and also mirzbao of course yeah. yeah uh i feel like american noise especially american noise in in the post 2010s you know mm-hmm. in this decade doesn't use a lot of wah. It's sadly lacking in wah. Bring, that, um, bring wah. wah back so to noise. I just want to say, all you noise artists out there making the harsh stuff, give us some wah. <laughs> Maybe don't put it at the end of your chain so all I hear is wah, but right. don't be afraid <laughs> to throw a wah in this. I have some really stupid, ugly wah pedals and I love them. Awesome. But uh, it's it's crazy because it never feels muddy. There's an no. intricacy to the whole mm-hmm. thing where you get you anything you want to focus on and pay attention to in the din of noise you can pick out and it becomes the central thing to you. And that's yeah. really, really cool. It's, it's very well recorded, especially for this is his first offering July, 1991. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's really special. So sorry for the paper shuffling. If you hear it in the background, um, <laughs> we got a lot of papers. Got, over here. Got, got a lot of papers going on. Um, and so, did we want to provide a little back history on on this gentleman? Yes, I think I think now is a great time to talk about. Uh, please, you guys have to be the pronouncers because I'm going to just butcher everybody. You know, at this point, we should just mention that um, Shohai Iwasaki has passed. He is no longer with us. It was uh, sadly on April 14th in 2005. It was a motorcycle accident. Um, and so... You know, a lot of our information or a lot of things that I've been reading are from um, pages from the Wayback Machine that were just, you know, kind of posting about his life. Um, and we can include him uh, on a link for the show episode. Absolutely. There's a memorial page with a comprehensive biography and discography, um, just people telling stories. If you have a computer that does this, luckily mine does. It translates Japanese um, and you can see the amazing Shows that he's taken part in and the amazing releases that have happened over time. And it's pretty it's pretty great because um uh Pain Jerk, um there's a there's a memorial page and he and he has some amazing things to say and and uh and he's the one actually who recommends reading the liner notes to selected noise works before anything. Yeah, Pain Jerk says first thing you need to do is read the great liner notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we it's, said, Okay, let's sit down and do it, it together. It's pretty amazing and it is you know, it's it's a lot of these people we've covered this year, you know, are, are sadly no longer with us, but it's wonderful that we have their, 
their art and their music to to that lives on forever. And and there's something really really special about about Mon Brutes and about. I, his I love work. his freedom. Like everything that he did just seems so um, just done out of the will to do it, and just like his noise is free. Um, and he liked to ride motorcycles and it's, it's, he, it's him. And that, yeah, and that's what gets yeah, us it's his I, own voice. It, that's what gets us so excited. I mean, it, this, his project is just him. It's his interest. It's, it's him being influenced by a, seeing Olivia Newton, John on TV when he's a kid and being obsessed with motorcycles and being in a motorcycle gang when he was a teenager. Yeah, he talks about that in this interview. Uh, the, the interviewer is, uh, Satoru Higa Shiseto. Uh, it was translated by David Hopkins. It's this uh, banana fish interview, which I highly recommend everyone check out. Yeah. It says, uh, is it true that you were in a gang, uh, Boso Zoku, which uh, the translator's note is literally a violent running tribe. Uh, Boso Zoku is a teen gang that in large numbers drives their customized scooters, motorcycles, and cars with great disregard for safety, law, or your opinion. Uh, <laughs> and Shohai's answer is, uh, actually, with friends, I used to drive around on that mountain we just came here by, but that was... Just friends, not really a gang. I may have done a few things, not strictly by the book, but don't all teenagers. Just me and my machine, just running, just speed was a pure pleasure then. And customizing a car. I love the idea of making a car special, unlike any other. I do the same thing now with synthesizers. It's so awesome. Absolutely. Also, it's the, so awesome. The mountain he's referring to yeah. in, in that snippet is the interviewer talks about driving up a mountain road with him to arrive at a now defunct Japanese love hotel, which... Shohai was using as a studio, dude. It is the coolest it's image. So I could, I can't. Because he could be loud. Bed. It was cheap. It was great. <laughs> yeah, there's a tub, tub for two, a heart shaped <laughs> bed, and then just his studio with like a, you know, there's pictures in the interview. There's just synths everywhere and just stuff everywhere. And it's like, oh my god, to think that that gets me so excited and that's it this is just him it's him making records in a defunct love hotel in some mountain <laughs> yeah. in japan and he's you know thinking about olivia newton john and like motorcycles and cars and customizing stuff it's just that's to me what it's this is just everything to me and and i think it just gets to the heart of noise and what makes noise so what 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 makes noise so special? Yeah, if you to can't tell, us. yeah, we love it when people are driven by their passions. Yes. Like like what a what a gift to actually care about something in this world. Like if you find a meaning, like uh, then please run with it. There's a great right after that answer. Uh, the interviewer says, "Oh no, Solmania loves motorcycles and also customizes guitars." And Shohei says. It's the logical conclusion of machine fetishism. Lots of people involved in noise also like to customize machines, make original instruments and equipment, but hardly any of them know anything about electronics, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> I studied electronics only after I started making noise. It's creation itself that everybody really likes. I love I love that he says they don't know about electronics because I can fully relate to that. And I love <laughs> that. I love that so much. But yeah, just his what a just what a awesome, unique take on this whole thing. I mean, it's just it's so cool. And, and you know, and he started, you know, the, obviously this tape is 91. So in the as, as early, it's it's that weird thing where it's like to us, it kind of feels like 91. That's so early. But then you start thinking, well, you know, haters have been doing stuff since 79. Masami's been doing, you know, so it is weirdly like kind of mid period. But 
it does feel like you know in our it, to us it's like ninety one. Well, it's like, mid period for our focus. Yeah, but, you well, know, yes, kind you're of right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of the classic. Not that we haven't yeah. gone earlier than nineteen seventy nine or anything by now, but kind of that that eighty to two thousand yeah. window of noise yeah. that we that we really immerse ourselves in. Yes. And then something else we discovered we didn't realize before was that Noise Forest was like a festival first. Yes. So so the Noise Forest CD um, was was kind of helped put together with with him through the record store that put it out this the Sol, uh, Solier Records, and um, and yes, and then it was a series of performances. Um, something yeah I, that the three of us actually did not realize. Um, I'm obviously I'm sure a bunch of you totally knew that. Um, but uh, so cool, right? And such a cool again. I think I talked about how much I love the name Noise Forest. I mean, it's just oh, it's perfect great. Yes. to me, and uh, and yeah. So I think again, it's just another, just another unique take on noise. Forest, not a word that's usually used, but maybe it's influenced by him driving up a mountainside. Maybe he was around a lot of forests. You Were know? the artists the trees? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's that concept of just being like um, the tree among many that creates the forest yeah. and like that's how you create this like crazy wall of sound in these liner notes that Makawa wrote for a selected noise works uh he says that uh, this cd is the last of the debut cds for the artists on the noise forest compilation right so mambrui mm -hmm. was the the last one to get a proper cd release uh which i think is really cool yeah that, and, I, and that's amazing and 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 yeah, that, especially just thinking about you, because because I think the Masana track, because because that noise force is pretty early, and you know the Masana tracks, you know it's 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 all just that early time when they're all just really f finding what their thing is going to be, you know, and uh, man, and and the thing with 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 Mon Brutes is he was he was evolving so much. Yeah, he changed stylistically after this, definitely. And and as he went on and 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 his his discography isn't enormous. I mean, for, especially compared to what was going on at the time. I mean, yeah, he didn't put out nearly as much and it's funny some of the stuff we were looking at this was uh recorded at Studio Mecca, Akafumi's studio or at Zusufu Studios, which is uh, Masami Akita's studio. So sick. So like some of this stuff was recorded by those two. He was obviously just in the pocket, but he was nowhere near as prolific as the other guys operating in the early 90s. Like he just didn't it's like this was in 91 and then you get uh you get Purgatory in 92 and in 93 you get Psychosomatic Performance which is two two live tracks. Uh but it it wasn't like there was a ton of of Mambri stuff coming out. Yeah, even in his uh biography be like we think he took the year off, we're not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think <laughs> but in a way great. as you know in a way of course we love we love the artists who've you know just drenched the world with all their releases. You know, we we of course love that. But there is something to be said for someone like like him who just kind of you can really get the discography. You can really absorb his discography. And there's something kind of exciting about that. Purgatory um, also, since I just mentioned it, uh, gross number two, G.R.O.O. two. So we covered Spindrift uh, and the second Mombri tape is the second tape on gross also, wow. which is pretty awesome to think. Yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, just, you know, obviously. So. You know, we, you know, we've lost, you know, both Obe and, oh. and Mon Brutes and it's, you know, it's, it's just to get, like I always say, it's just amazing that we have this, that we can always go back. We can always dig in. And of course they had their great collab together, the sign collab that we've discussed mm -hmm. that is just, 
Oh, it's so good. And yeah. how amazingly constructed is Purgatory? Oh, it looks just it's so good. So good. And just it's so like a performance. Perfect. Gross tapes. Actually, all oh. all three of these tapes look. look the gross awesome. tapes are insane. Like they, there's tin foil in it, but it looks yeah. like it's it's fancy. I, w- I would just say like, oh, look at this designer metal paper. Oh no, right. wait, it's aluminum <laughs> yeah. foil. It's so cool. <laughs> I didn't pull out the uh, split with pain jerk. That one's in like a baggy. It's not in a, not in a normal Norelco, but these are all these Norelco case ones. Just look so fancy. It's true. It's true, pure noise. You know, if if someone were to, if, I don't know, in some way, if someone were to ask me like, what is noise? It's almost like here, you should listen to Mon Breed's Portuguese Man of War. Like yeah, this is it noise. actually is noise. Like this is everything. This is it in a half hour. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah. No, it's really weird because all the adjectives I would use to describe noise, all all of them get thrown in on this note sheet. Like. Got little notes like tightening the screws and searing, yeah, you know, like concrete and free form, and just there's all this stuff that's like really there, but it is just a full blaster. I mean, this thing, my ears were a little sore after, dude. Totally, that's when you said you wanted more. I was like, God, I must not be hardcore because, like, it was intense. (laughs) Hey, you're hardcore. It was, it was very like not that I didn't enjoy every minute of it. The ears don't hurt until the noise is gone. Is well, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is like that, right? Yeah. Like, like when it stops, all of a sudden you're like, ow. Like, yeah. <laughs> or at least, that, or at least if, we are. If that gives you any idea also how loud we listen to this tape today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. it had that moment where I was, it's like, I think of it as a gut rumbler. You like, you know, when yes, you're listening to it rumbling. really loud and like the bass is heavy and you're just like, oh, I'm just a, I'm just a flashback and I'm full of goo. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're really like hyper aware of your body in that way. <laughs> Patreon subscribers can expect just a clip of Tara saying she's a flashback full of goo. Aren't we all? <laughs> On loop for a half hour. <laughs> but but yes, it's uh I agree with the searing. I, I kept trying to think of the best way to like explain the searing and it would be um sizzling searing and high gearing. Uh, dude, totally <laughs> high gearing. High gearing. This is high gear yeah. noise. Yeah, that yeah. engine is revved up. And you yeah. know, he's just one of these guys where, it, uh, much like Koji, much like oh, you, you just everything that's written about them, just which is the utmost reverence, the utmost respect, the utmost love. You know, he was just one of those guys that just seems like he he was such a light in the noise world, you a know? collaborator and friend, and. Exactly. And speaking of noise world, I don't think we have mentioned that oh, yeah. the translation of Montbui is noise world. Absolutely. And that's what this is. And that's to me that this tape just gets to the heart of the noise world. And and that's the thing is like listening, listening to this really brings me to like, like this thing, this thing this world of noise that we, the three of us and all you guys listening and, and are in it's this, it's a secret world and it's not, you know, 99.9% of the people don't understand it. They never see this world and they never enter this world, but we thrive in this world and tapes like this and tapes like, Oh, spin drift. These are the keys to the, to the mysteries of this world. And we have these keys and it's just so, you know, just, we get, you know, the cover and the tape and opening the tape and looking at the label and unfolding it and seeing the catalog. And 
that's what we all live for. They're you know, rituals. They're that's like a form of a prayer or something. Yeah. Like yes. I like to turn these things over in my hand. I like to stare at them and think about them and obsess over their little details. And like that to me is part of listening to noise is soaking in the sounds and the atmosphere and the artwork and the vibe, the tactile object, like thinking about how it's made, thinking about why it was made, thinking about what it reminds me of and what it sounds like. Yes. Those are all things that bring me joy in the And the creator actually touched it in many cases. Yeah, yeah. in a lot of cases, you the know? creator, the, the guy who ran the label, you know, it's just the whole thing. And, and you know, mo literally most of the people in the world will never understand this. And that's, you know... The fact that we have these keys to this kingdom and to these mysteries, to me, is just, that's everything to me. And this tape, to me, is just the prime example of that. When it ends, there is this strange, sometimes, sense of relief. That doesn't mean you wanted it to end, but it's this, it leaves you with these, this all these different thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. It leaves you with all these ideas, and it leaves you with just what world that you were just in, you know? It's it's amazing. It, it to leaves me. you with the ghost of noise in your head. Yeah. So Makawa says it probably better than I can. The sound is as if creeping worms are distorting their screaming and noises caused by their random movements. Each worm has its own distortion unit and they all organize one night orchestra. This is Monbui itself, I dare say. The sound of Monbui without any compromise. Always very stoical. It's talking about the uh the selected noise work CD being the debut. The final debut of the Noise Forces. This CD release completes all of the CD debuts by the artists on the Noise Forest CD. Monbui is the last big name in that sense. I hope much more attention will be paid to Monbui now than ever before. I mean, absolutely. I hope everybody is, end of this episode, is just putting on selected Noise Works, Portuguese Man of War, Purgatory, and just. Sending him into the world, into the noise world, creating the noise world, help just. He's one of those that's just not not talked about enough, except by really deep heads, I feel like. And even in this in these liner notes, he's talking about bust monsters. Oh, of course. Yeah. The, yes. the super group. Yeah, the super group. Well, super group members, Shohei Iwasaka, Masami Yakita, Meso Yamazaki, Fumio Kosakai, Ugh. Masahiko Ono, and Tetsuo Sakibara. <laughs> yeah. You probably know all of those names. Yes. If you don't seek out whichever one you don't know, uh, and if it's if it's Shohei uh, Iwasaka, come on, get on it. Absolutely, there's there's nothing there's nothing but pure noise inspiration to be gained from listening to his work. You've been listening to Noise Extra. I'm Tara Connolly here with Mike Connolly and Gray Holger. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. We just wanted to say thank you to our new Patreon subscribers. So here they are. Matt Harrison, Eric Nystrand, Janice Welling, Stephen Petrus, Will Grainer, Frank C., Philip Linskog, Joel, Chad Z. Hickman, Russ Carlton, Brandon Kucherak, Peter Keller, Reed Marks, Kay Logan, John Eden, Ken, Alex York, Trevor Phillips, Joseph Dumet, Michael Kaufman, Joshua Evans, Jerry Reed, 
Christian Day, John Farthing, Ten Hanfur, Cole Sutton, Pat Marr, Joaquin Mathis, and Anthony. Thank you, Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra. That has three A's. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.